Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. The snowy hour. <laughs> I have a public service announcement to make. Oh, boy. Mother Nature is bipolar. As she well. is absolutely insane. And it was so warm today after that, too. It was like seven yeah. degrees out. Um, yeah. So we're recording this the day after the fucking snowpocalypse that is Ontario. The, did the fucking lightning and thunder wake you up last night at midnight? No. So it didn't wake me up, but we lost power for like like literally two minutes. But it was long enough to turn the fan off. And I yeah. need the fan to sleep for yeah. white noise. And I immediately, <laughs> as soon as the fan went off, I was immediately like sat straight up. And I was like, the fan is off. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> so if I ever die before you... The only thing I'm going to do is haunt Holly. And to turn, turn off my fan. fan Bitch, time. I don't get enough sleep as is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be when I'm there either. But we had like a little bit. And it was like first time seeing it. It was really exciting. I've never seen thunder snow before. But I didn't had even know you could get thunder it. Snore. S- s- thunder snore. Thunder snore. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do right now. Snore. Yeah. Um, thunder snow. Where it literally was thunder and lightning out yeah. while snowing. Um, ours started at like. 9 p.m. It wasn't super consistent, but my sister lives like downtown Toronto, and they had it all night. Like it looked like a like a summer storm, just flickering all night. We had like I was in the living room, and um, it was like midnight, and just like or maybe wasn't midnight. No, the midnight one woke me up, so it was probably like 11. Um, and it was just like a flash of bright ass light. Yeah, and the fucking thunder shook my house so bad i was like oh my god river's gonna wake up so i book it upstairs <laughs> he didn't fucking wake up at all did you hear the one that was like a solid minute long rumble no it was at maybe like 10 uh we kept looking outside to see if it was like a snowplow or something because it just wouldn't stop but it was it was thunder we're like what the fuck is happening yeah so and i'm convinced the world is ending <laughs> totally and then we woke up to 30 centimeters of snow it was so much snow and it was so, so heavy. Snow. Every shovel I like lifted, I was like, this is like easily 15, 20 pounds of snow in this mm-hmm. one scoop right now. So I'm broken. Everything hurts. <laughs> yeah. Me and, me and River went outside and River had his like little shovel and we just watched Stuart like shovel. <laughs> yeah. As one does. Yeah. And then Stuart's like halfway done. We share a driveway with our neighbors. And we were halfway down the driveway and they come out with their snowblower. We're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then Stuart had to use a snowblower. <laughs> it was heavy snow. Like if, oh, if people didn't have a snowblower, I felt so bad for them. Actually, there yeah. was people across the street from us. They went out the same time as us. We literally left the house, came back, and they were still out there. And I was like, all oh, these poor guys. But it wasn't our snowblower, so we couldn't just give it to them. We already borrowed it from someone. Yeah. I was going to say, but yeah. All that yeah. I, I, I felt bad. But uh, there should be government issued snowblowers. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked up because we like our house. We have like we have property, but we don't have a lot of driveway space, and we don't yeah. have like a patio in the backyard. So we're like, we don't need a fucking snowblower. Man, were we fucking wrong? We yeah. Need a today was today was a snowblower day. I love the post though that I see it like every time there's a snowstorm like this, where it's like the feminism just leaves my body when it's time it to shovel. That's Absolutely. not for me. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, Stuart shoveled. I made homemade homemade lasagna. That's honestly balanced. that sounds yeah that sounds fair. I helped a little bit, and then I was like immediately no. <laughs> immediately no. 
<laughs> so then the dog and I just sat in the backyard. And it was wonderful. It was, it's honestly, it's so pretty when you're not doing stuff. Like when yeah. you're not shoveling or cleaning your car off. If you're just like sitting in the backyard enjoying it. It was so lovely. Um, Like we have we have the creek behind the house. So it was yeah. like so pretty. All the trees like must the look stream. so nice. You know, it's hilarious, though, because in the afternoon, it got to, like, fucking seven degrees and sunny, guys. This is why she's bipolar. Yeah. And um, so when we were sh- originally shoveling, because we have trees all up the side of our house, one of the, the pine, or is it a pine tree? Spruce tree? It's a pine tree. One of the pine trees, like, branches snapped and fell yeah. down because the snow was so fucking it's heavy. It's so heavy. Guys, by, like, three o'clock today, none of the snow was left on the trees because it all melted. Yeah. We had the same thing. All of our trees like bent completely over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, we're going to have to cut them all. But as the snow melted, most of it has straightened out. We might have to trim some of the like lower branches. Yeah. But overall, they are upright again. <laughs> yeah, we have to go take that. I can't get it out today, but it fell onto like the public path. But yeah. it's our tree, right? So now we have to go fucking get it. I'm like, <sighs> Dig God. your way out. <laughs> so annoying. That sounds like a tomorrow problem to me. That sounds like a Stuart problem. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. Totally. <laughs> Back to the feminism leaving our body. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's that's about all we've got going on is Snowmageddon. I swear to God, if we get snow another snow, <laughs> if we get another that. storm, I'm just going to like end it all because I'm over it. <laughs> Someone was saying we're supposed to get more snow like the end of next week. I don't know if it's I see it in my little like weather app thing, but I don't I'm pretending it's not happening. I don't remember it snowing this far into March in the last few years. Yeah, the last time we got this much snow, it was like November, December Mm -hmm. a year ago. It was um yeah, that was I think we got more snow that time, but this snow is heavier. And we got thunder snow, which was fucking mind boggling. Yeah, that was fucking I thought I honestly thought we were all gonna die. (laughs) We still might, there's still time. (laughs) And then someone was like, No, like this happens and i'm like well how come in canada we had no idea this happens we have snow like- <laughs> i had no idea i literally only heard the term this year because i know yeah. a couple places north from us had it like earlier in the year like other snowstorms but we've never had it in southern ontario yeah i know but yeah it was bananas that's the only part i enjoyed i was like oh yeah. hell yeah lightning we're just I feel joy here. we're just new here yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's all i've got going on no rants Um, there's no neighbors to rant about anymore so it's like (laughs) no there isn't i met the new neighbors and they're lovely oh good good off to a good start yeah and that's about it that's so i guess we have anything no i live a very boring life i've just been shoveling and sleeping so (laughs) yeah fuck right (laughs) um i guess we'll get into what we're talking about today um so this this episode was gonna go at the end of one of danielle's because Yours went on long. I was like, eh, fuck it. I don't want to do it. So I literally just picked a British case because it was supposed to go after the Princess Diana thing. Um, So it's an unsolved murder. I'm going to be talking about uh, the case of Deborah Lindsley. It's kind of a weird one. It's it's a little... It's puzzling. So I want to get your opinion on it at the end of it because I have no idea what the fuck happened. Or like Um, halfway through when I just input... (laughs) Solve the case halfway through as you always do. (laughs) I love when you do that, though. You say something, and I'm like, that's literally my next line. <laughs> it's that one brain cell that we have. Fighting for its life. Um, so on March 23rd, 1988, Deborah was dropped off at Orpington train station to catch her 216 train back home. She had been visiting her family in London over the weekend and was supposed to be heading back to Edin- Edinburgh. 
uh, where she worked as a hotel receptionist. So she purchased her ticket at 2.04 p.m., which kind of stressed me out. That's only 10 minutes till your train time and you're just buying your ticket. Um, that's like my normal. Like, I always do that. Oh, yeah. That stresses me out. I'm there so early. <laughs> Why? It's not going to come any earlier. I'm anxious. Yeah. But, like, um, it's not allowed to leave any earlier than I was, like, two hours early for my appointment on Monday. <laughs> that's i've done i used to do that with work when i worked downtown and i drove because it was right off the. i remember that yeah i would go early because i'm like if i get stuck in traffic and there was never any parking there right no it's the worst fucking yeah spot yeah it was we were supposed to be hit by a snowstorm and it was my first time driving into scarborough and so i left at like noon my appointment was 2 30 but at least (laughs) you're like comfy in your own car yeah and i was pretty proud of myself i don't like driving so yay me good um And I didn't get lost at all. Actually, that's a lie. I got lost on my way home, but then I found it. So it's It's fine. It's fine. You made it home. But like back to the train? Like, no. Back to the train. Earlier than that. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) So she boarded the train at 2.18. So I guess, fine. The train was late. She wins. Um, She chose a seat in the smoking section, uh, which had the doors closed on each end to, I guess, keep the smoke in, uh, like the good old days. Um, So... At 2.49 p.m., the train arrived at the London Victoria Station, which was, like, the main stop. Um, Some staff members boarded the train and did a sweep for forgotten belongings. When they entered the smoking section, they found Deborah laying on the floor in a pool of blood, very obviously dead. She had been stabbed 11 times in the chest. Uh, The train trip was all of 31 minutes long. So it would be, like, similar to, like, us going to Union Station kind of thing. Um and it was in the middle of the afternoon. So this killer was bold, but somehow no one witnessed the attack. Uh, investigators had no real leads or motives for the murder. Deborah had no known enemies and nothing was stolen from her. So they ruled robbery out as one of the motives. Uh, police started to believe it was just like a random brazen attack. And the killer boarded the train with the sole intent to kill literally anyone aboard. So he was just going to be like an opportunistic killer. Doesn't the UK have like cameras on like every fucking? This was in the eighties. Maybe it was the late eighties. So I don't know. They might have. I don't know know if it was too soon for that. I have no concept of time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was actually kind of known in the eighties that traveling by train was generally unsafe. The train cars were like the old school style where you couldn't walk between them when the train was in motion. You had to wait. Couldn't. Couldn't. So okay. you had to wait until you got to the next station to go out of your car, walk down and get into another car. Uh, there was no like path between. Um, oh I don't like that either. So there was uh, numerous reports of harassment and such on these trains because it was so easy to corner someone and you can't exit the car. So I can imagine lots of like gross drunk dudes. Um uh, but according to Deborah's mom, she was well prepared for these dangerous scenarios. Deborah always kept a uh, rape whistle on her, and she knew the dangers of being alone in a closed compartment. Apparently, she like had she she like practiced self defense and all that because it was so dangerous to take a train back in the day. Uh, back in the day, the eighties. Um, uh, police believe she might have felt safe in this car because there were other women sitting in it, so she wasn't entirely alone. Uh, but police think the other women. Other women may have gotten off at an earlier station and therefore missed the attack. But I'm also going to put the theory out there that the other women may have been involved in the attack. If they... I was just about to say that. I'm like, it could have been a woman. Like it, yeah, it could have been that. Um, I lost my spot already. Especially like 11 stab wounds. Like that's right. That's an angry. Yeah. Um, so there, like I said, there was no witnesses that directly uh 
reported sitting in the same car as her. No one reported seeing her. Uh, so nobody saw this happen at all. A witness did come forward and say that they saw a man changing cars at Penge East Station, which was five stops prior to the station Deborah was found at. Uh, so he hopped off the smoking train and hopped onto another one, allegedly. Uh, he was described it being as being around 30 years old, stocky, with dirty blonde hair and a scruffy appearance. He was wearing a brown jacket. So police put his description out into the press, asking for him to come forward for questioning. But obviously he was never located. Um, another witness alleged that she heard a woman screaming at Brixton Station, which was one stop before the crime scene. Uh, this woman said the screaming lasted for about two minutes, but she was too shocked and afraid to pull the emergency cable. She claims she saw a redheaded man exit the compartment shortly afterwards, and she followed him into the station, but lost sight of him in the crowds of like the main concourse area. Uh, she described him as being about 40 or 50 years old, well-built, muscular, with red hair, a mustache, uh, and he was wearing gray pants, and he was limping for some reason. Uh, they drew, like, a... Probably because comp- she fought back. Yeah. Uh, so they released, like, a composite sketch of the man, but again, he was never found. And uh, this witness, actually, um, I don't think they ever released her name, but, like, the public was, like, pissed at her for, like, saying she heard the screaming and did nothing, essentially, but, and- like... I was also like, so you followed him, but didn't check why you were following him? Yeah, and you didn't, like, alert someone, like, while you were, like, so you were suspicious enough to follow him, but waited until the police put out a statement for witnesses to come forward. Like, I don't know. I I could see why people were pissed at her, but she said that she was just, like, in shock and didn't know what to do, um, but followed him. Um, So another witness said they spotted a man at London Victoria Station about 10 minutes after the train arrived. He had cuts on his face, which the witness said could have been like claw marks from Deborah fighting back. Um, Another man was spotted in the bathroom cleaning a cut on his head. And again, the witness theorized that Deborah might have clawed at him. So this was two separate men. Uh, But neither of these men ever came in for questioning either. Um, The autopsy did show that Deborah had defensive wounds, meaning she did fight back against her attacker. So it's possible that her killer would have had cuts all over him like these two. Um, Police also had to take note, though, that that day there was a football, not a soccer, a football match at Wembley Station between England and Holland. And there was multiple fights reported between fans. So these men could have been injured uh, like in one of these fights and not at all by Deborah. Yeah. So investigators never located the murder weapon, but they believe it was a, quote, good quality kitchen knife. Um, When the forensics team searched the scene, they found two types of blood, Deborah's and most likely their suspects. Uh, They have DNA. They have DNA. This did happen in the 80s, though. So we know DNA technology, excuse me, was not what it is today. So the Mm -hmm. blood didn't really lead them anywhere either. And over time, the case eventually grew cold. Um, It was reopened in 2002, and police were able to create a DNA profile of the killer using modern technology. Uh, So they got one step closer to identifying them, but no match was ever found in the database. Um, In 2013, police put out another appeal for information, offering a £20,000 reward for information leading to an arrest. But as of today, the case still remains open. This, to me, sounds like a round of clue. (laughs) Like right, <laughs> so and so did it in the, the squirrel mustard cabin. with the candlestick. The- <laughs> yeah, the so train. I really think it's just a matter of some person hopped on the train with the sole purpose of I need to kill somebody today. Totally. Did it? Hopped off. I don't think they'll ever be found again. Especially if like they're like, if it's someone who's like constantly like 
I mean, if you commit a murder, you're more than likely committed something in yeah. your lifetime. So, like, them not finding any DNA matches is, like, wild. Yeah. Well, I, I guess they wouldn't really collect it in the 80s, but, like, current day, like, they're probably still committing crimes if they're still alive, I guess. Yeah. Or even if, like, they got arrested for, like, petty theft or something stupid. Yeah. How did it not get flagged? And, yeah. yeah. They still but, take yeah. your DNA. It's really, it's a mysterious case. I don't think they'll, I think this is one that'll, like, never get solved, to be honest, unless they happen to do, like, an ancestry DNA type thing and, like, yeah. find it through a family match. But um, the last article I read was from, like, 2021, and they said there was no updates at that time either. I, th- I think that's either two ways. Either someone's lying about, like, her history, because it's basically, from what you said, her, like, past is, like, squeaky clean, like, nothing's there. Yeah. So either there is something there and no one just had any idea. Because, like, 11 stab wounds, that's rage, man. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a rage kill. Like, it sounds like a mm-hmm. personal thing. And I don't think, like, someone who's just, like, looking to kill someone would go that far, you know? Yeah. Unless they, like, it is some random person. They had, like, an altercation in the cab. Either they went in to kill somebody or they had an altercation in that cab. And- yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's. I think uh, I'm going to guess it's that redheaded guy. If she heard screaming and then saw him like limping off immediately yeah. after. But that's yeah, that's my best guess. Yeah. Poor girl, though. I mean, that's like try- the best it was a 31 minute train ride and that's all it took. That's sad. That sucks, man. Now I don't ever want to ride a train. <laughs> <laughs> We're driving to every concert ever from now on. <laughs> Stuart Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sure the fuck won't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell no. That's fucking wild, though. I hope they can find, like, some type of DNA. Like, do, like, the ancestry. I, that's my favorite thing ever now is cases like this where they have DNA. I want to keep tabs on them to see yeah. if there's an ancestor DNA thing. That, was it the Golden Gate Killer? Ever since then, I'm like, hell yeah. All of the ancestor DNA cases. All of it. Just give it to us. All of it. Just solve everything. <laughs> I love it. I think it's like the the pettiest way to get caught, if that makes sense. Like the, you got away for so many years and we found you because your dumbass cousin put his yeah. DNA in the system. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. I've never done those things. I never will. I exactly never so. will, but I kind of want to because I don't know anything about like where I'm from or anything. And I think it would be cool to learn, but I don't want my stuff accessible like that you know yeah i mean you can have my name my sin number everything else you are not getting my dna not my spit you can't have my spit no (laughs) i mean it's like we're acting like we have something to hide you never know guys who knows (laughs) um so i also kind of have like a little bit of a short one today um except for our two hour long episodes in a row (laughs) right um so we're going to talk about the historic um anchorage hotel Ooh, another alaska another alaska i can you I can, can never get danielle's cases revolve around her like travel bucket list i don't know if anybody else it noticed does, that. actually yeah it does <laughs> don't like call she's me she's living like vicariously that. through the podcast no i love yeah. it i think it's so funny it's like <laughs> ireland alaska vancouver <laughs> like literally mountains yeah. <laughs> mountains anywhere you can get a mountain or like moose that's yeah, you'll find me there. <laughs> um, so the hotel is currently located in Anchorage, Alaska at 330 East Street, and it was originally built in 1916. Uh, the first the first building was like your typical like wood structure 
I mean, it's the early 1900s, and it was actually found on Third Avenue and East and East Street. Um, it was built by C. W. Work. Um, I'm not sure if it like sold, but only a year later, it was built into of more of like a luxury hotel in 1917. Uh, Alaska got a huge boom to the population, so the hotel had to upgrade to accommodate, which was done in 1936. Uh, they built sort of like an addition called the Anchorage Hotel Annex. Uh, it was built across the street from the original mm-hmm. building, but they had one of those like sky bridges that connected the two right. together. Um, the new addition had like a gothic vibe to it, and I think that's hell like, yeah, so fun. yeah. <laughs> and at the time, it was like so. The was the new addition building. like more rooms? Yeah, so it was just okay. like additional like hotel rooms and stuff. And it's like um, it was technically like a separate entity hotel but it was like also together it's not like you check in on one side and walk across the bridge like you go to whatever one you booked um but they were connected okay um they basically just built new rooms but yeah um so again it had like a gothic vibe and at the time it was the tallest building in anchorage which is like wow insane because it's only like three (laughs) or four stories it's not very tall (laughs) at the The time tower of anchorage (laughs) right (laughs) At the time, it was the only hotel in Anchorage where you could enjoy a meal served on fine china. So everyone oh, wow. went there. The yeah, only fine one. China. <laughs> the only one. Um, it was also like the city's primary meeting like and gathering place. So it was like yeah. the place that everyone went to. Um, so this was basically the, to appeal to the rich people that were coming. Totally. The gold yeah. rush people. Yep. Uh, in the 50s, the hotel started to decline in guests and naturally the place just went to shit. Um, severe lack of maintenance hit both the original building and then the new build. Uh, the original building was bought, um, and then it was completely demolished in 1960. And the Anchorage Hotel Annex ended up being bought and re- renamed Hotel Ronald Lee. I'm assuming after the owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hotel still faced um, pretty bad neglect and just got worse and worse over the years. Uh, there was tons of ownership changes that I'm not going through from like the <laughs> to the 80s there was nothing interesting that happened just a lot of people bought it um and that's when bob and carolyn newman in night bought it in 1989 so they renovated the hotel and reopened in the late 80s calling it the historic anchorage hotel so they didn't buy the original building they bought the annex version so like the addition because the other one got torn down uh, so the hotel was officially added to the National Register of Historic Places on April 15th, 1999. Uh, there have been tons and tons of people to walk through the doors of the original building and as well as this addition. Uh, Will Rogers and Willie Post had stayed at the hotel. Um, so Willie Post was a really famous uh, aviator. He broke okay. like tons of like records flying all over the world. Um, and Will Rogers, he was like a writer and like a film star. I have no idea. From the early... Um, but both of these... 19? I didn't. I had to Google both of them. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Um, but both of these men stayed at the hotel two days before their death. Uh, so both men died in a plane crash on August 15, oh, 1935. Yeah. Um, some other famous people to stay in the hotel include Warren Harding, Harold L. X., Walt Disney. What? And, yeah, and Bob Marshall. Uh, Sidney Lawrence, he was like a super famous painter and artist, actually lived in the hotel for quite a few years. Uh, he even had a studio, which was located in the hotel lobby, but he's like famous for painting like the Alaska, like skyline and stuff okay. like that. So he pretty much lived. That's the like Bob Ross like, the of most Alaska. Famous. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only make happy accidents. Did you know that there's like Bob Ross classes you could take 
that are like they're like bob ross instructors that take like bob ross teaching lessons essentially like it's like his style i want to do it so bad (laughs) i'm so down to do it it'd be like so meditating yeah we should do that um so now we're just gonna get on to why it's haunted and by who uh, so it said this place is extremely haunted and it surround they people think it surrounds the death of police chief John J. Sturges. Uh, so they called him Jack because his middle name was Jack. Makes sense. And he was the very first police chief in Anchorage, Alaska. On February 20th, 1921, he was found shot, uh, shot to death steps from the hotel. Uh, he died from one bullet to his back um, from Ooh. his own gun, apparently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wild. Uh, yeah, his murder is still unsolved. Never been solved. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, it's said he returns to where he died every year, and people have reported seeing his spirit in the hotel as well as outside where this area. It was like in like, like on the day he was died, he comes back? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you want to go. You looked so excited ghost, when you said yeah right there. You're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> go in February because he <laughs> returns every year. Um, there is also a young girl seen walking on the second floor hallway, as well as a woman in her wedding dress. I feel like we've already There's guessed always, her story. Yeah. It's she's always. a lady in white. <laughs> yeah. Um, her, apparently her husband left her on her wedding day and she hung herself in her wedding dress. Yep. And I hear footsteps in my living room right now, guys. I hope my mic better be it. Stuart. <laughs> nope. He's in bed with River. Oh no. Okay. That's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. I just wanted everyone to know because I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there is several accounts of poltergeist activity happening in the hotel room or not hotel, fuck just the hotel itself. Um, in room 217 and 215, the TVs in both rooms will turn like off and on. Like apparently happens all the time. That's so annoying. Um, fuck, right. Imagine like watching like a show and it turns off you're like, fuck man. Like, um, people have report reported the faucets in the room to turn on by themselves, including like the faucets, like in the tubs um the owners have even had like plumbers come in and try to figure out why and they haven't been able to figure it out like sometimes they'll, like it'll even get to the point where like the, the sink will like overfill oh my god yeah even when people aren't like even staying in there um their water people, bill must be insane fuck, right that's probably why they call the plumbers and they're like what the fuck is going on guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> um people have seen uh pictures on the walls fly off especially like over like the fireplaces they have like pictures there and they'll just like, go flying off um some people have even been hit by these flying photos oh um shower curtains yeah right can you sue <laughs> a ghost through a it. painting at me <laughs> i fucking doubt it <laughs> i mean you could try but i don't think you'd win <laughs> um shower curtains and like window curtains will like move on their own like not just like a wave in the wind like they'll open and they'll close yeah um there's just so much random activity in this hotel that they actually have a ghost log book oh no way not, yeah, yeah um is it like which, for guests like both. You can- so it's so it's for employees and guests so they write their experiences of what they've seen and when I they love stayed that. or when they worked yeah um it seems like there's a quite a few spirits seen and heard in this hotel um the most seen is definitely like the police chief However, it seems like all of them are pretty restless. Yeah. Um, but some people have reported feeling like extremely uneasy. And then um, one person reported like an older lady they saw and they felt like like the world, like when they were in their room, like everything just went stale and like cold. And like they're like, 
like that, that made me super uncomfortable <laughs> yeah it didn't feel good like they're like it wasn't happy yeah and stuff so apparently there's like a lot of that but they're apparently their guest book like their ghost book is like massive that's crazy i love that something. they do that though embracing it and like letting yeah. the guests write in it totally and that's the thing is they're like we've just had so many experiences over the years and people telling us they're like why don't we just have everyone say what they they've and it becomes a selling anything. point because like freaks like totally. us are definitely gonna try yeah. to stay there i was like it's because we would go we would yeah I'm absolutely. Go. let's go february 20th next year <laughs> i'm in it's probably let's so fucking it. cold <laughs> Fuck. yeah probably at what point does like uh don't they have like a certain amount like a month or whatever it's like pitch darkness or something yeah i don't know when that is though uh you when right now. is it dark in Alaska all day? I feel like it's like November until January. So like all of December, essentially. Ew. That sucks. Imagine having like Christmas. Like you'd be like a zombie. Bro, my seasonal depression would be wild like did you even survive it no i don't think so yeah. i don't think i could leave my house yeah. no absolutely not and get eaten by a bear if you do <laughs> thank you um but yeah that's the historic anchorage hotel that one was fun i like it i thought it was There's i just like about alaska i really I like the alaska. idea of the ghost log too and i would love to be able to write in it <laughs> yeah oh my god it's like it's so funny because um like we watch like a lot of youtube on like our google chromecast yeah. and um all the fucking advertisements we see are like for the yukon and it's like come visit us and yeah, like, i want to i want to <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming i had uh so we got like apparently costco has travel so we got Let's like go a- ahead. do you know they have insurance no they have like what car the house insurance yeah i didn't know that somebody there said it and i was like what they don't have like they sell furniture like literally you can buy like, yeah chair like like a dining room set apparently they're great for tires too they have some of the best prices on tires um but they do travel now apparently and they have like an ireland package i was looking at and i was like oh fuck (laughs) how much was it it includes like cars and stuff like like they will i didn't look you have to like uh they have a qr code you have to scan oh but i was like "Mm." tempted (laughs) tempted real tempted will i come home probably not no definitely not guaranteed one way trip trip. less expensive that way (laughs) totally but yeah that's it for this week it's short and sweet because we took up like three hours of your life the last couple weeks we have yeah um be our friend yeah we have instagram it's a spooky era podcast we have twitter it's at spooky hour here comes the odd. I'm so tired. <laughs> and we have our email. It's the spooky hour podcast, six, six, six at gmail.com. You're going to make me yawn. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Sorry. if you're, if you were hit by the snowmageddon, um, I hope you're staying warm and cozy. <laughs> That's the fucking funniest word I've ever heard. Snowmageddon. snowmageddon. I'm sticking with it. Um, it. Have a wonderful week and stay spooky friends. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.